1MDB has sparked embezzlement and money laundering investigations across One of the biggest corruption scandals the world has ever seen. What may be the biggest financial scam in the history. Number of corrupt 1MDB officials treated this public trust as a personal bank account. Follow us as we bring you into the courtroom where the biggest financial scandal in Malaysian history is being heard. It's Thursday evening, 11 February 2021, and you're listening to the latest update from today's 1MDB trial by the Malaysian Insight, and I'm Patrick Teo. Here at the Kuala Lumpur High Court, the cabinet meeting minutes were flipped through as Najib's lawyer, Mohammad Shafi Abdullah, defended that his client received no objection from the cabinet ministers who were in agreement to the creation of 1MDB. Ex-Prime Minister Najib Razak is currently facing four charges of abuse of power and 21 charges of money laundering involving 2.28 billion ringgit in public funds. The prosecution's 11th witness, a former Deputy Chief Secretary to the Cabinet, Mazida Abdul-Majid, was back on the stand this morning after completing her witness statement yesterday. Deputy Public Prosecutor Akram Garib asked the witness to verify if Low Tech Joe, or known as Joe Low, was ever mentioned in the Cabinet meeting minutes from April 2009 to March 2013. Mazida confirmed that Jolo's name was not recorded. It was now time for Najib's lawyer, Mohammad Shafi Abdullah, to cross-examine Mazida. Can you explain to the court that all the cabinet languages are formal in the meeting minutes? Textbook language, if I can say so. It doesn't matter which prime minister is in position. There will be discussions that go off the record. It's quite common for secretaries to take note of that. Mazida agreed and said it happened every now and then. Shafi continued, It's 2021 and these matters are in 2008, 2010 and 2011, many years back. Can you say that you will not remember certain things? As a human being, yes, Mazida answered. You can't remember if Joe Lowe's name was brought up? Shafi asked. Yes, but it's a household name, Mazida replied. Since when has it become a household name? Shafi asked again. Since the 1MDB case went up, the witness said. Ah, so Jolo has become a little more identified after the 1MDB case. So if his name was mentioned either in the cabinet or in the prime minister's office, it's possible that you may not know, Shafi questioned. Mazida acknowledged that she cannot recall the name. Referring to the cabinet meeting minutes, Shafi said it is clear that the suggestion to establish the Trunganu Investment Authority, or TIA, which is the 1MDB's precursor, was inspired by the Sultan of Trunganu. The TIA is not a brainchild of Najib, it is the brainchild of Twanku Mizan Zainal Abidin, Shafi said. Mazida pointed out, can I make a correction? It's not exactly the personal brainchild of the Sultan, as it's written here that the Sultan agreed to the proposal of the TIA formation. 
the Sultan was recorded to want TIA to look after Tranganu's state welfare. Yes, you're reading what's written there, but it's also not the brainchild of Najib, Shafi said confidently. In April 2009, when Sharul Azral Ibrahim Haumi became the CEO of 1MDB, Sharul was already the CEO of TIA. Thus, 1MDB is not a creation of Najib, Shafi said. The lawyer also reiterated numerous times during the court session that the cabinet did not give any objection throughout the progress of TIA that eventually became 1MDB. When the finance minister, then Najib, was given the power to set the terms and conditions of the 5 billion ringgit loan by the government to TIA, it was only fair to hand the role to the Ministry of Finance, Shafi said. Nobody said that the Ministry of Finance is incompetent? Shafi asked. Mazira said it was not recorded. Shafi added that Najib had also suggested having a back-to-back -back guarantee between the federal government and the Tranganu state when the 5 billion ringgit loan was approved for the TIA. The finance ministry was protecting the federal government and the state government and vice versa, and no one in the cabinet objected, Shafi asked. Yes, it was not recorded, Mazida repeated. If there was anything serious, it needs to be minuted, Shafi reinforced his point. Yes, there will be, Mazida replied. During the closing, Akram asked Mazida if she would know that Najib had a conflict of interest or personal interest in 1MDB and if Mazida is aware of any money transfer into Najib's personal account. To which Mazida said she would be clueless about it and it would have to be referred to the Attorney General's chambers as it's not her place to determine whether there is a conflict of interest. Mazida had earlier shared that if any ministers know they have a personal interest which conflicts with the government interest, they will announce it voluntarily and leave the cabinet meeting. And if they forgot, the chief secretary of the government will alert them. Mazida said this is following the cabinet's code of conduct. Akram then updated the court that the 10th prosecution witness, former 1MDB CEO Muhammad Hazem Abdul Rahman, who called in sick yesterday, was tested negative for COVID-19. So the Defence Council's cross-examination with Hazem will resume on Monday, 15th February, before Judge Colin Sakara at the Kuala Lumpur High Court. Thank you so much for listening. This podcast was brought to you by the Malaysian Insight. It is written by Haley Chung-Wee Key, and I'm Patrick Teo.